Hello and welcome to episode 61 of No Other Crack Pod. Baker's Bun, it's episode 61. <laughs> you're you're going to keep rolling with this? You don't know how long they'll go on for, but... Mm. Yeah, why not? It's kind of interesting hearing them all. Baker's Bun, it's just because it rhymes. But is that an actual bingo call? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're, oh, you've looked up bingo call numbers. Yes, I've researched it. Hmm. Intensely. Mm-hmm. Just googled it five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, TV Guide, have you watched much? (laughs) Watched much? We're very tired. Yes. In case you pick up the tone of this episode. (laughs) We had a big evening. Yeah, you you don't want to start it? Yeah, well, actually, yeah. So, we went to an entrepreneurial event in Letterkenny. Yeah, while it's fresh in our heads, we probably should speak about it. Yeah, so um, it was something I was doing through work and... Trisha and my sister Neve kindly came along as well. <laughs> I got a name tag. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's so it so was Brody Sweeney, the founder of O'Brien Sandwich Company, and Camille Tai. Mm-hmm. So he's like um a franchise king of Ireland, basically. But he's had a real sort of resilient entrepreneurial story where O'Brien's kind of had gone bust, and he had to start again from scratch. And then he built up Camille Tai, which has been massively successful. But we enjoyed it, didn't we? Like, he Aww. was really good crack. He was very charismatic. Or you, you said he got the riz. He's got the riz. <laughs> He's got the riz. Yeah, no, it was very, very entertaining. Like, he was just very humble and it was just a nice informal chat. Yeah, he was very honest. Because a lot, a lot of the time when you go to business events... They can be a wee bit heavy on the jargon or people focus only on the success. But he was really honest about things that had gone wrong. He mm-hmm. was comical now. It was refreshing. Because you were saying then he'd mentioned about O'Brien's. Because mm. I had just missed the very start of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that ham and cheese toasties. He was, that's how, or not even toasties, just sandwiches. Yeah. He just wanted to expand on that. Yeah, it was kind of like how to bring a more exciting offering to the the ham and cheese sandwich movement he was ahead of the curve with the whole sandwich bar thing definitely oh yeah do you know what i can't understand how is there not more of you know chopped that you get in dublin like i would love a chopped in letterkenny i know i often think this someone please bring chopped to letterkenny yes please and did still use the big so chopped is like i'm sure everybody's been chopped or seen chopped Mm. Just like a notiony salad bar, basically. Yeah. It's like the salad mm. bar of O'Brien's. <laughs> yeah. And it's just you choose what salad you want and then they put it all out and chop it up. Mm-hmm. It does exactly what it says in the tin. Yeah. But yeah, no, the ham and cheese sandwich. If I had to live on one thing for the rest of my life, it would be a ham and cheese toasty in the little triangle toasty machine. Really? It is nice. A ham and cheese toasty is mm-hmm. lovely. Oh, <laughs> why are you laughing at me, Darren? She's a simple girl. <laughs> simple girl. <with> simple needs. <laughs> I will put a little bit of red onion. Okay. Sorry. Do you, well, like, and even maybe a lick of Bellamaloo. <laughs> yeah, notion. But like, mm. I just think they're so much nicer in the little triangle toasty maker. Yeah. But a triangle sandwich and toasty is hard to beat. Yeah. No, I definitely could live on it for the rest of my life. But mm. um, and what else now was I going to say about him? Oh yeah, Camille, and he was on about how he came up with the name and that, and no, it was just very good. It was really good. Um, obviously, there's a Camille tie in Letterkenny. Um, so then a lot of people probably don't even realize that that you know 
a Camille franchise comes to a town, but it actually is usually like a local person who's bought it. So they have bought in and invested heavily. Mm-hmm. So you kind of think you're not supporting a local business, but you are because the franchisee has mm-hmm. bought it. But they just have to adhere to the business model. But beyond that, like they still need your custom. <laughs> yeah. Because so, I do for Spec Savers is the same. Oh. Yeah. Spec Savers is a franchise. So, like, you know, an optometrist owner manager will buy it in the location. And, you know, it's kind of a franchise model. So, obviously, they're supported by the big business model and the branding and the marketing and everything that comes with it. So you have mm-hmm. a certain level of support that an independent business owner doesn't have. So you do have a leg up, but I think they still have to invest a significant amount of their own money into it. Yeah. And they have to make it work, obviously. So it does. I'm only starting to realize this in the past year that a lot of things that are a franchise are not normal not normal if it's a franchise yes it's locally owned or owned by somebody owned and managed by somebody in that location mm-hmm. mcdonald's is the same yeah i knew so, that with mcdonald's mm. because i recently watched the founder oh yeah 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 with michael keaton and he was saying yeah he's not in the business of making burgers he's in the business of real estate is that the saying yeah that's the same yeah. well that's what Brody sweeney was saying tonight he was saying he's not in the food business he's in the logistics business mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so well, that's, that was our interesting evening yeah so that's why we're a wee bit tired now our minds are just blown and we got a gobble of <laughs> okay. camille after what yeah. dish was that that was the chili chicken sweet chili chicken yeah well was i think it? yeah i think oh no that was for the kids menu they put the sweet in it mm, just that chili was chicken marketing techniques wasn't it yeah he was saying your man Brody Sweeney was saying it's all about language and focus groups and listening to the customer because they had on the kids menu chili chicken and it's just sweet chili like mm-hmm. but the mother a few mothers were like oh we wouldn't give our child something with chili in it so he says he just changed it to sweet chicken and that's a like a bestseller yeah <laughs> but it is funny how things like on menus, if you see a word, it'd like put you off or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I like how he listens to the customer. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Anything with salt and chili. Lovely. Yeah. Salt and chili, ham and cheese dressing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I felt bad because we didn't get Darren one. So's Darren. I still feel guilty. I didn't really enjoy it. You brought him back a protein bore. Yeah. Was it <laughs> nice, Darren? Lovely. What was it a fulfill? Fulfill? A fulfill, yeah. What salt, flavor? Salt and chili. Salt and chili. <laughs> salt and chili fulfill. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, and now this shouldn't be a recommendation, but recently, just when you were on about salt and chili, you know what I had in the last week? And I would recommend it. And I know mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not scrapping the format here, but a salted caramel Twix bar. I've seen them. Oh, Jesus, they're lovely. Yeah, I would they're very nice. Them. Very nice with a cup of tea. Anyway, we'll go back to the format, will we? TV guide. <laughs> TV guide. I've watched very little. I finished watching The Haunt in a Hill House, which I mentioned last week. You were Started re-watching it. it. Yeah, I mm-hmm. was re-watching it. Five ripe avocados, as I said last week. But I was saying to you, I don't know why I do it to myself. Mm. So there's ten episodes. And when I was watching, and the ending is so good. Like, the ending was so satisfying. As I knew before that it was a good show. But... When I'm watching it, I can sit there and I could be like, 
I won't jump at jump scares and I'll be like, no, I'm not scared. But then see a night or two after watching a show, I'll be like lying in bed and I'm like, where's the bent neck lady? Mm, mm-hmm. You're like, oh. So anyway, I'll not be watching anything horror for a while. Yeah, you have had your quota. Yeah. So I also watched on your recommendation, First Wives Club. Oh yeah, it's a great wee movie, isn't it? It's on Netflix. Like it's so silly, but it's so... Mm. There's something very cozy about it. Yeah, it is a real autumn movie. And like, it came out in 1996, but I feel like it was very ahead of its times. Mm. Like Goldie Hawn getting the lips done Mm -hmm. at the start and I was laughing. Because your man was like, if I put any more collagen in those lips. I just thought it was funny saying collagen in the lips. like. Oh, I haven't. Well, I have watched. I think I did watch it last year. Maybe not all of it. Um, But I used to love it. Like, say, about 10 years ago, I used to watch it a lot. I think maybe it was on Amazon or something, and then it wasn't, and then it appeared on Netflix. But it's a great wee movie. And Sarah Jessica Parker's in it. Mm. She's so young looking in it. Yeah, I love... I just love um, Sarah Jessica Parker and everything. Really? Yeah. What would you do if you met her? (laughs) In the pub? Faint. Would you? Yeah. I would. I don't know what I do because I love her. Like I just love sex. It seems and like I love her nearly everything. Like Glen Barrack would be a place you'd go. Yeah, could be. I have to ask Cormac to tip me off if she's ever at. Yeah, you just hate torture, and I would be too yeah. awkward. I'm yeah. terrible. Yeah, I wouldn't be that person who'd be forthcoming about approaching a celebrity. Like me and Darren tried once with what do you call him? <laughs> Liam Cunningham and we were like really into Game of Thrones at the time oh, and he was yeah. having none of us. Tell the story, Marie. Tell the story. <laughs> I remember you telling me this and I was like, Ooh. Did we tell us in the pod? But if we, I don't think we did. If no, I don't I'm think we did. myself, apologize. Yeah, so it was like peak Game of Thrones and myself and Darren went to see uh, Dara O'Brien, I think it was, in Dublin. And then Darren knew of this like cool wine bar that celebrities and musicians and all go to. Um, where do you know the name of it now? I don't know. He knew, no, he can't even remember. But it was he heard that Bono or somebody went in a basement. No, it was it wasn't far from Vicar Street. I don't think not too far. So we were like, yeah, sure, well, we chance it. It was like a real little like underground boutiquey wine bar place, and it was class. Like the wine was beautiful, and it wasn't even that dear. But um, the next thing we saw, Liam Cunningham, and we were like, oh, my God. And we left it for ages. like, And, then and what, he was by himself, was he? He was by himself. Uh, he was kind of, Darren noticed him, I think, first, uh, sitting in the bar on his own. And then Darren kind of eventually worked up the courage to approach him. But uh, he wasn't rude mm. as such. He just really didn't want his photo taken there because that was his watering hole. You know, that was his wee nook where he drank so it was completely understandable like what's the point in us taking a selfie and like tagging the location and ruining it on him but yeah i don't think it was even delusions of grandeur that he was that a-list he just really didn't want a photo and we were a bit like oh but then we chatted away to him for ages like yeah he spoke to you then like Mm. plenty he was sound he was chatting away about dar o'brien and stuff so oh really um, it was a good encounter, but you do feel a little bit ripped off when you don't get your selfie. <laughs> he, wa- he wasn't as nice as Keith Duffy then, no? <laughs> no, <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> Tara, were you going to say something there? No. 
But Darren really worked up the courage too to ask him, and he just it was very hard getting rejected. But he politely declined, so yeah. it wasn't. He did, and he had no yarn with us too. Yeah, he did have an old yarn with us. He was telling you fuck off, like no, no, no. no. He was dead on. He was nice. So actually, yeah, that's a good question. Would you rather? Well, maybe you've already this that question's already answered. But like, would you rather them? Take a photo with you so you have proof of meeting them and them not speak to you or them refuse to take a photo but engage with you. I think with Sarah Jessica Parker, I would rather the good conversation because I don't really feel like I have anyone to prove it to. I would feel hard done by you. Like, prove it to me. Yeah, well, you believe me. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't believe oh, Darren you. Has something oh, to say here on this debate. Well, if someone meets a celebrity and they're inclined to take photos with people, then that's everyone's going to get a photo with them. Mm-hmm. But if you can have a conversation with somebody, you know, that that means something, you know, it's a wee bit more meaningful than just the snap. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too, to be honest. Take the conversation. The good, the good I banter. agree. I agree. Take the conversation yeah. because the conversation could lead into who knows you could be. Besties. Spark a friendship and then the photos come a flowing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Play the long game. <laughs> we know our game plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was it? It wasn't the piglet wine bar, no. No, Darren would probably know what a La Cave wine bar. La Cave no. probably sounds. Yeah, I don't even. I'd say they don't even have a website or social media or anything. Darren heard about it like by chance. He heard that like Bono or someone goes there. This is really making me want to go there, and it was brilliant. Because like, no joke, Darren probably had like about six wines or something. I might, I might have had three. Whatever, and our bill was nothing at the end. It was really? so cheap, and like this was Dublin. Jeez, so if we, if we remember it, we'll let you all know. The last time I was up, I was in a place in Dundrum, the tapas place. And I think it was like 13 euro for the glass of wine. 13? Like, oh, Darren found it. So it's the, the Red Bank Wine Tavern. It's the Red Bank Wine Tavern. It looks lovely. Whereabouts is it, Darren? Or like what streets it on? They do pizza. Yeah, they're on oh. Duke Street. Duke Street. Yeah, so it's beside Trinity. Mm. That's far enough from Vickers Street. Then we obviously didn't walk. Anyway, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> so yeah, sorry. Back to TV Guide. How, did you watch anything else? Um, no, that kind of was the height of my watching. Mm. What have you watched? Like nothing actually this week. Um, I'm caught up on Only Murders in the Building. Like fully caught up. Thoroughly enjoying. And totally agree. The past couple of episodes three episodes or so are just really really good and if anyone like if you haven't started watching only murders in the building yet because mm. we're like mentioning it every week it's so like it is so good it is so good because mm-hmm. it's funny slick great cast um good storylines it's just great um so it's only murders in the building on disney plus and then we've myself and darren have just been continuing to watch the leftovers um on now tv so we have season what do we have season one and two watched or now we have the first two seasons watched and we're on to the third and final and as i was saying last week i just continue to highly recommend it it's a great show and live tyler's in it and i just feel like 
I haven't seen her in anything other what, than what, it in years. Was she in Pearl Harbor? Or Armageddon? Armageddon. She was Armageddon, in, yeah, but I like... And um, Lord of the Rings, wasn't she in that? But um, I feel like she's not done much more that I'm aware of in recent years. She's great in The Leftovers, if not a little bit creepy, but it's good. Oh, great nice. show. I was just thinking of the cinema then. I seen a film that's coming out um, with Poirot, you know, Agatha Christie. Oh, yeah. Is it A Haunting in Venice? I'm just double checking my notes. Um, a Haunting in Venice, yeah. Now, it's not great reviews. Hmm. It's kind of mixed reviews. Um, a haunting in Venice. Yeah, I think it's in the cinema now. But I would, I, I like all those Agatha Christie. Yeah. Death on the Nile, Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, you get so, another one to be. It's gonna be decent. Yeah. Poirot. Mm. Oh, there's a movie I'm dying to see that's in the cinema at the moment called Past Lives. Don't know if you heard anything about <laughs> it. And then, um, somebody I know went to see it last weekend and said it was brilliant um uh let me just see hopefully it'll come to a streaming a streaming site soon so it uh, it's getting 98 percent rotten tomatoes at the moment it's a romance drama um so nora and hey sung their two deeply connected childhood friends are wrenched apart after nora's family emigrates from south korea Decades later, they're reunited for one fateful week as they confront destiny, love, and the choices that make a life. So it's called Past Lives, and the reviews are saying undoubtedly the best film of the year so far. Everyone's given it five stars. It looks class. I don't know if I'll get to the cinema to see it, so I just hope it comes on to Apple TV or something soon. World Wide Web. What's been yeah, flowing? Have you seen anything good on the internet? I just want to mention. I am going to mention again. <laughs> air fryers, oh because do you know God. what caught my eye? What? Okay, so you know, is it? Bro- yeah, it is Brooklyn Beckham. He puts up a load of videos cooking. Mm. If you, you seen this, like, not but he's lately, not but actually a professional chef. But he put up a video there recently of an air fryer. So he's obviously collaborated. And it's called the Dome Air Fryer. Mm-hmm. And it looks amazing. It's mm. by an American company, Typher. But it's massive. And I was like, if this, if they keep making the air fryers any bigger, they're soon going to be the size of an oven. <laughs> exactly. But That's they always says. Yeah. But it, it looked good now. It looked good. Jeez, they got a good ambassador there. Yeah. What That's what I thought. Because as soon as I seen it, and it was real sleek looking like. Because mm. the ninja ones are just like everybody wants the ninja i personally don't have a ninja but um i'll show you a picture right now it actually kind of looks a bit futuristic Mm. that's it now oh it looks a wee bit like the dj rumba hoover things kind of maybe it might do a bit of hoovering in its spare time (laughs) as well the typher dome yeah very smooth, very and does slick. he be making a whole load of things on it? Yeah, like he just be cooking away. Mm. He seems like a nice fella. He does, yeah, there's something nice about him. Yeah, Brooklyn. So, anything, and then girl math, girl math is just flat out. Yeah, girl math is trending like hell. Oh yeah, what were you saying? You had Darren math there, an example of Darren math there earlier. You got membership to the gym, Marabeg. 
Yeah. Oh, it was 125 euro for three months. Pool and gym, but you found 20 euro. So it worked out at 105 euro. 20 euro in the pocket of a suit jacket from Darren's cousin's wedding that we were at the other night. So, yeah. 105 euro, that's some bargain. Oh, Darren, I'd love to know your math of what you spent at the wedding. (laughs) 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 Why? Like, yeah, when you're out at a wedding, like, you just... Oh, money's no object. No. Oh, jeez. Just make it rain. Make it rain. (laughs) Magic Mike. (laughs) Magic Marie. Oh, my God. So funny. Um, So what... Have you been doing on the World Wide Web? Uh, well, one thing I saw, did you see the latest Airbnb you can stay in? Okay, right. This is obviously a thing now because not once, but twice this week have I been targeted by Airbnb on a sponsored ad mm-hmm. with two different places but they were very unique yes so the first one now i don't know have you been targeted with the same one? so the first one was nearly like it looked like a hut mm. but i clicked on then and it was in spain mm-hmm. right but the second one was shrek's swap. oh yeah this is the one i was gonna talk about okay go on ahead amazing it looks in scotland is it in Scotland? Oh, sorry, I hadn't even realised that it was in, in the Scotland. Highlands. I assumed it was in America. Oh, geez, I think it was in Scotland. Yeah, Shrek Swamp will be available to book on Airbnb from the 13th of October. Located among the hills of the Scottish Highlands, Shrek Swamp... Sh- Shrek's Swamp... <laughs> she shouts, she shouts. That's hard to say. Shrek Swamp is a stumpy, secluded haven fit for a solitude-seeking ogre. And for the first time ever, a handful of his biggest fans says Airbnb. According to the site during their stay in this spectacularly secluded swampscape, guests can relax in the (laughs) ambience of earwax candlelight, kick their feet up with a parfait, swap stories around the fire, enjoy a stack of freshly made waffles in the morning, and enjoy the ultimate privacy of Shrek's trusted outhouse. Um, it looks so effing cool. Whoever came up with this is a genius. Yeah. It looks class. I'm surprised they haven't done like... <laughs> when I say they, I don't know who I'm referring to. <laughs> but like a Barbie house you could stay in. They have. All they right. have, yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> maybe I knew that. You like, probably did. Maybe you did. But maybe more of them. Like yeah. in different locations. I know. I had seen before it was on YouTube places that had like harry potter themes Mm, actually oakfield park is doing a harry potter experience have you seen this no so oakfield park where is that rafaux yeah um there they do this like harry potter experience for like i think it's a weekend it's for kids like annoyingly but there's Mm -hmm. like wee quidditch matches and like all these different things games and like a train obviously they have a train station um oh like nine and three quarters platform and all this stuff it's amazing but it's for children which is quite upsetting can i just reverse back i'm really messing up the format tonight mm. but back to tv guide did you watch grow on the trawl no i didn't watch it then did you so i watched a clip of it mm-hmm. 
that Virgin Media Media had put up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to comment too much <laughs> because I didn't watch the episode, but I plan to go back and watch it. Like they were on the beach, but they were doing like egg and spoon races and three legged races. Hmm. And I don't know. It looked a bit mad. Yeah, I'm going to watch it, I think, on Saturday night. I just thought they didn't exactly blow the budget. Like <laughs> you boiled media, eggs. I think, don't think Virgin Media have a lot of money. <laughs> no, but I, I, did, I don't want to no comment on it too much because from what I did see, they were doing tasks and they read out in Irish. And I think it's good to include these things that is mm. encouraging the Irish language. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I'll be keen to watch yeah. it. But I was getting California vibes from it. Oh no, cringy like. I don't know. But anyway, I'll say no more until we actually watch it. Okay, well just to round out the World Wide Web, have you seen that Ireland, um, an Irish university is trending at the moment because um, Ireland, uh, the Southwest Technical University of Carlow is launching Ireland's first degree in influencer marketing. It's a four-year program. A degree course. In This is the first in Ireland? Mm-hmm. Because we had mentioned this before in the podcast, that they were doing it in America. Yes, this is an Irish one now. The country's first degree in influencer marketing. Classes offered over the course of the four-year program cover topics like business skills, video and audio editing, critical cultural studies, and creative writing. Um, the program begins in September 2024, so they're promoting it and enrolling at the moment. So yeah, it's the Southeast Technical University in Carlow. It's called the Bachelor of Arts in Content Creation and Social Media. Surely that seems like, and I know nothing, but I'm like, you nearly think that's like an add-on to a basic degree, like a, you do a postgrad or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's it's kind of more like they're marketing, at, marketing it as a degree in influencing, whereas really the course probably is more about like content creation, business studies and marketing. Yeah. So I would say you could graduate out of it and be like an in-house marketer in a company or you could graduate out of it and be an influencer. I'd imagine because it's a lot, there's a lot of overlap in the skills. Well, like I imagine that we're going to be sitting here. (laughs) Well, maybe we won't be sitting here, but like in a few years time, that's going to be like, I think it's going to be huge. Mm. In the, like probably every college in the country will have a course. Yeah, I heard them debating about it on News Talk and one person was being so dismissive of it, being like, oh, that's what things have come to. Vapid degree courses and taking selfies. And then the other man who was so sensible that works for like Ogilvy or one of those big companies was like, it's a billion euro, billion dollar industry. Like, why would young people not try and equip themselves to break into it? Like they probably have more of a chance of making good money as an influencer as they do starting the, at the bottom of the ladder yeah. for some other company. Like it's like I encourage anything that gives you good skills for entrepreneurship, which that probably would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder where your man that was dissonant, where did he work? 
He sounded like a madman or something that wanted the. Probably makes ads for TV. Yeah, the irony of it was that he, I think he had a finance background, so surely he he could he not do the the Darren math or the Gerard math, but um, I can't remember where he was from, but he was just really laughing at it. I don't think that's right. Anyone that yeah. dismissive, as you say, it's skills for entrepreneurship, like. Mm. But anyway, so yeah, that is all my work. We'll lighten the topic now. So recommendation. Mm. I have a strange one. Mm-hmm. Tried and tested. Oh, first of all, I'll mention we had said about the hack last week of putting the hairspray on your so collar. is there makeup on my collar? Um, I can't see any uh, darn can you? No, I don't know. I heard no, not from where I'm. There sitting. doesn't seem to be as much as there usually would be. So it's working. Maybe. But it, yeah. Well, that's good. Apparently. And then another, someone else, a listener, <coughs> had sent in another hack. So it's when you have a new jumper, like a wool or wool. I feel like this would apply to you. You love your wool jumpers. Mm-hmm. And so if you have the jumper and it's irritating you at the neck, dilute some fabric softener with water and spray it on the fabric before you put it on. Oh, I'll try that. Save you tearing the neck yourself. Excellent. Um. So the other thing then I was going to mention... I was in home store and more and now I need to find the name of this but basically I wrote in here wine pump saver but I think it has a classier name than that in home store and more because I was laughing Hmm. but it's a wine stop but there's a little pump on it sorry it's called the pump and preserve oh right (laughs) how efficient so it's a wine stopper and then you have to pump it X amount of times, depending on if there's three quarters of a bottle of wine, a half a bottle of wine, or a quarter of a bottle of wine. Right. And it keeps it fresh. Oh, that's handy. So I had a bottle of red wine last week. I was over at a friend's house and I had two glasses mm-hmm. out of the red wine. I wasn't really feeling it, but I enjoyed the two glasses. And I was like, I'll probably not be drinking now again, but I'll try this thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a week later, nearly, and tried a glass last night. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect. Jeez, that's brilliant. Hmm. Because think of all the wine you're s- rescuing. Yeah. <laughs> rescuing. So it's in Home Store More? Mm-hmm. Pump and Preserve. <laughs> Sounds like a breastfeeding thing. <laughs> I know, it kind of does. Um, but. Oh, Scout, Scout, stop. Scout, no, we're not finished. Back it up. Back it up, Scotty. Hey, Scott. <laughs> Darren's laughing. Away. No, Scott, no. Scott, stop. So I was just going to um, recommend... Oop. Oh, jeepers, Scout. <laughs> Jumping around the place. Um, we were very fancy on Sunday past. Uh, myself, Darren, Clara, Mum and Neve went to a book launch of all things. Oh my god. After we recorded last week. So a friend of mine that I used to work with called Isla McGookin. She wrote a book called April's Garden. I was showing you the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's illustrated by Catalina Echeverry. And we got the book a few weeks ago. Just because I wanted to support my friend that I worked with. And Isla has two daughters of her own and is she's written a book before 
Um, and we worked together at Lottie Dolls and she just was a really good storyteller, like very kind person. So I knew the book would be good. And then the theme of the book is lovely. Like it's about a, a girl who has been displaced from her home. So she's a refugee who had to move along with her mum. And she just feels like she wishes she had her own home and like her own big garden and everything. So you're kind of following her through the book then until she kind of starts to feel more settled. Mm -hmm. But it is nice. And the illustrations, like as we were like saying before, they're very sort of abstract and unique. They wouldn't be the standard illustrations you would see in a kid's book that I've seen before. Mm So I loved the book myself and then I was wondering, oh, am I going to just be projecting my love of April's garden on to Clara? But Clara, who is just almost three, loves it. Like she's her own way interpretation of it, but she gets it like and she really enjoys it. And she's constantly asking us to read it to her. Um, So we went to the, the wee book launch in um, what do you call it? The Glebe Gallery. Mm-hmm. And that's a really cool place too. I'd never been there before. And they have this mad like outdoor gazebo, like a big fixed structure. It was lashing rain, but we were completely dry. And in the woods there, it was so whimsical. Class we place. Really? Um, so April's story is a, April's garden is a story for anyone who, for whatever reason, fears that home is an impossible dream. And April reminds readers that even when things feel impl- impossibly bleak, there is always something to hold on to, hope. So I just think it's a lovely book for anybody who's looking. It's probably more for age five to seven, I would say. But as I say, Clara really like took her own wee interpretation of it and enjoyed it. So you could you could say three or four to mm. seven. And you can get it anywhere. Like I got mine on Eason online. So that's my recommendation this week. Very good. Well, I have no trivia, no hun. No, will I will I put in a random trivia? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hold on now. God knows what I'm going to read out. Trivia question: In California, you can't legally buy a mouse trap without having what? ID. <laughs> a hunting license. Oh my god, weird. Oh, there's some very strange... In Texas, it is illegal to swear in front of what? Clergy? A corpse! (laughs) So they're not going to tell anybody. Okay, I'll do the last one and then definitely need to fact check these. (laughs) Oh. Coprastatiaphobia is the fear of what? Coprastatophobia is the fear of what? Copra. Uh, Probably pronouncing that wrong. I don't know. Dust? Constipation. Oh my god. The fear of constipation. Hey, look at it. It's legit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's all the crack. That is all the crack. Um, we shall chat to you all next week. Bye. Bye bye.